It's Thursday, December 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, we continue to count down the remaining players that were added to the Guardians 40-man roster back on November 20th. Uh, a lot of them are top prospects in the organization. We've already talked about Tyler Freeman and George Valera. Today we arrive at uh, former number one overall prospect for, for Cleveland, uh, Nolan Jones. Jones, of course, uh, held that top spot for uh, a season or two uh, after, after one of his good friends, Tristan McKenzie. He uh, was at the alternate site camp throughout uh, the 2020 season after spending time at uh, spring training part two in Cleveland. Uh, but in 2021, uh, his season really never materialized and he wound up, uh, you know, missing a lot of time with an ankle injury. Yeah, Joe, and that ankle injury uh, ended his season in September. And, uh, you know, it, later that month, he had surgery on the left ankle. It was a high ankle sprain. And he is, uh, they think he'll be ready in spring training. But, you know, the uh, recovery time was put between three three months and five months. So we'll have to see how that works out for, uh, for Nolan. Uh, prior to the injury, you know, he, he was... At AAA, he was in a regular rotation playing a little bit, but, you know, not necessarily putting up the outstanding numbers that he had at pretty much every other level of uh, the minor leagues up until that point. Yeah, this is an interesting, uh, uh, you know, kind of first year at, at, at uh, you know, full year at, at AAA, first year ever at AAA, uh, I should say, uh, 238, only had 341 at-bats. 25 doubles, which, you know, that's not bad. 13 home runs, you know, that shows kind of some emerging power. Uh, the, the thing, though, with, with Nolan, with Jones, though, is 122 strikeouts in those 341 at-bats, Joe. 30, uh, 36% strikeout rate. You know, that, that's a lot of swing and miss right there for, you know, a top prospect. And, and for a guy who, up until that point, his calling card was, you know, his eye at the plate, his ability to draw walks and get on base uh, along with that power. Uh, we also saw that his numbers against left-handed pitching dipped, uh, you know, I believe a 167 batting average uh, with uh, against left-handed pitching. So that that causes you to, to maybe worry because as we'll get into here in a minute, uh, you know, if they're going to transition him to an outfield role, uh, that makes you a, a platoon guy and not an everyday player. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think this is, you know, they drafted him out of high school. You know, this is his fifth, that was his fifth minor league season. So, uh, you know, the, the high school thing is, you know, I think you can't use that as a crutch anymore. This is, you know, he's what, he's 23 years old. He, he should be showing some progress. I think you obviously you're going you know, you're going to have patience with him. Because he's you know a high round pick, he paid a lot of money for him uh, for a signing bonus, and uh, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt. But you know, eventually, you you want you don't they didn't draft Nolan Jones to be a platoon guy. No, and, and that's certainly the case. Uh, you, you mentioned the 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 money that they paid him. Uh, he, he was a he was the second round pick in that 2016 draft. That's already yielded so many, you know, so much major league talent uh, on the pitching side of things. Uh, the first two picks in that draft were Will Benson and Nolan Jones. 
and uh, neither one of those guys has 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 made an impact yet. Uh, both chosen out of high school. Jones was paid what two point three million in, in signing bonus money. I mean, that's that's first round pick money right there. Uh, it, it, they've demonstrated yes that they're going to be patient, but just how much did the pandemic season really sort of derail any momentum that this kid had going for him at the time? Because you know it was it was a, a conversation what you know, what they were going to do with Jose Ramirez at that spot. If, if Nolan Jones was coming at third base. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you know, not, not losing that 2020 season, you know, obviously it was at the alternate site, but you know, I, you know, that, that was a plus, I guess, in the fact that, you know, he was playing baseball, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like actual games. It wasn't a season. It wasn't, you know, a hundred and, 42 games or whatever, you know, how many they get would have played in, in the minors that year, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't real development. It was kind of like that forced kind of development. And, uh, you know, some guys benefited from it. And I, I think some guys, the repetition kind of got to them a little bit. Yeah. And it, it, it's all about that, that, that sort of prospect momentum. You know, he talked, we've talked to, to Nolan Jones. We talked to Tristan McKenzie about how they go back and forth, you know, calling each other number one when they were, uh, you know, each each ranked as the top prospect in the organization. Uh, and, and I recall uh, when McKenzie made his debut in the, in the 2020 season, you know, Jones wasn't allowed in the ballpark. He was at the East Lake site. So he would uh, camp out on the, on the roof of the parking garage across the, uh, the way there at Progressive Field and watch the games from uh, the parking garage uh, roof uh, a couple of times he was spotted up there uh, to, to support his buddy, to, to support his friend. I, I mean, it's it, pretty cool. And it, it sort of gives you an indication where Nolan Jones is, you know, personality wise and approach to the game wise. Yeah. You know, character that, that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's really supporting a teammate when I think him and his girlfriend were up on the top level of the parking garage, watching, watching Tristan make his debut uh, against the Tigers. So that was kind of cool. And, uh, you know, it just shows you, you know, if you're drafting that high, you know, if you draft a player that high, a kid that high, you want to make sure that he can not only has the tools to, you know, be a, uh, to, to uh, succeed on the field, but that he, you know, that he's, that he's like uh, character wise and that he can get along in the clubhouse, that he's going to be, you know, a, a good teammate as well. Right. This is a kid who played in the futures game. He's played in the Arizona fall league. He's, you know, hit all of the benchmarks up until, you know, that, that COVID season sort of derailed everything now dealing with uh, an injury and coming back from that. Uh, we've talked to him on zoom on a couple of occasions uh, like we said, we saw him uh, hit a couple of home runs in that spring training two uh, uh, session back in 2020 at, at Progressive Field. Uh, what's your take on, on what he can do in, in terms of, you know, what he can provide Cleveland's lineup? Well, I think he's, he's an interesting guy, uh, you know, 6'4", 195 pounds. So, you know, the frame is there. Uh, Left-handed hitter, like you pointed out. Um you know, he's got some power. I would think, you know, the power will develop, you know, as, as he gets older and, you know, really kind of gets some confidence. I think probably confidence is a big thing with him right now, Joe. Just, uh, you know, he's got to get, I think it, it, it would be great if this, if, you know, they, 
He goes to spring training, has a good camp uh, next, you know, in 2022, and then really kind of settles in at AAA, you know, has a good first half or a good three-fourths of the season, comes up and kind of just gets his big league career started. I think right. that's that's probably, you know, the best-case scenario for, for Nolan right now. So the million-dollar question and the question that, you know, everybody's that comes to mind right now is, You've got Jose Ramirez there at third base. He's not going anywhere. Uh, where does Nolan Jones make his major league debut? Where does he find a spot in this lineup? Uh, you also got to figure, even if they want to bring him up and, and maybe move a, a DH around and, and, you know, pop him in there once in a while, you've got Bobby Bradley and other people who, who, who are in those spots as well. Uh, he's, he's worked out, uh, you know, last season in spring training, last season, during the year, he played, uh, you know, a couple of games in the outfield for Columbus. Uh, is he a corner outfielder in this in, on this major league squad? Yeah, you know, that's the thing uh, that surprised me, Joe. You know, from talking to the uh, the Indians front office and Terry Francona and you know Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff, it really sounded like he was going to, you know, Nolan Jones was going to go to Columbus and and really, you know, really get tested in the outfield. And in spring training, last spring training, but we did, we never really saw that in spring training at Triple at A last season. He he made twenty five starts in right field, but he spent the majority of his time sixty five starts at third base. So you know what you know, and and really you know, <laughs> you, you just don't you know he's played the majority of his minor league career at third base. So what is he, and and is he? Are you just going to hold on to this guy until you run out of time with Ramirez and then he's your third baseman or when, when does he make the transition? I mean, right there, you, you just said 65 starts at third base when they said they were going to play him more in the outfield. Maybe the tail wags the dog here. Maybe, maybe that's the indication is you're, you're, you don't want him to lose that sharpness at third base because maybe you know that you're going to do something with Jose Ramirez that you, you haven't given an indication about. I, I think that would be totally disastrous if it happened this year. Uh, but at some point, I've got to believe that Nolan Jones comes up and makes his major league debut uh, in 2022 with, with Cleveland. There's, there's no way that he spends the entire season at AAA barring injury. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the normal progression is yes, you know, but you know, the, you know, I think we could have said the same thing about Will Benson too. You know, the normal progression would be yes. You know, this uh, another physical specimen, what, 6'5", you know, 225, 30 pounds. You know, just he, he, he looks like a ball player, and we haven't seen that progress. You know, I mean, he, he had a decent power season this past, this past season in, in and, the minors. But still, you know, he's a guy that you want to see jump up there. I, I think maybe you can take Will Benson and look at him and say, Okay, well, not everybody progresses at the same, you know, benchmarks. Maybe he did need a little more time to mature and, and, and develop there. And that last season at, at, at AA at Akron, he, he really did sort of cash in on the promise that, that made him a first-round pick. You know, he might never be, like you said, a, an everyday player. You don't draft a guy number one to be a platoon guy. But, you know, maybe the best you're going to get out of Will Benson is that I think – enough people have seen enough of Nolan Jones to know that he's not going to be that. And that he's got more potential for that. So, you know, yeah, we're, we're sort of anxious and, and rushing to get him to the majors, but 
right now you've got a guy who's doing the job at third base and he's not going anywhere uh, at least this season. And, and with any luck, maybe they extend him beyond that. Uh, yeah, I, I, it just, to me, it, 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 65 games for Nolan Jones at third base sort of throws up a red flag in terms of what are their real intentions with Jose Ramirez. And, and that, that, that would lead me to believe, yeah, they, they kind of know something that, that we don't. And that's, you know, at the end of this, uh, these two option years uh, on, on Ramirez's contract, uh, that, that might be all she wrote. Yeah. And, and Nolan Jones still has two options left, Joe. So, I mean, you know, they can still, they still have some flexibility with him. Uh, you would, and uh, you know, but I think, you know, this, this coming season is going to be a big one for him. And hopefully, you know, he, that ankle injury doesn't linger, you know, he gets his rehab done and he's ready to, you know, hit the ground running, so to speak. Yeah, I think if there was one thing that you needed to point out and say, what does Nolan Jones need to do in 2022? Uh, that big thing would be get himself physically ready and be ready when camp opens to go in there and compete. You're not going to knock off Jose Ramirez at third base. You're probably not going to outright win a job in right field or left field, but you're going to leave an impression on Tito and the coaches that says, okay, we've got a viable option at, at, at starting the season at AAA. Uh, and, you know, maybe he pulls like what, uh, what Oscar Mercado did during Mercado's rookie season where, you know, he hit through, through spring training. He went to AAA and started the year at AAA and just kept hitting and kept hitting. And then they had to bring him along. Yeah. You know, that, that, that would be a, a great case. That would be the best case scenario for, for, for the Indians and Nolan Jones to, uh, you know, have a good spring, you know, get his feet under him in spring training, go down to, uh, to Columbus and, uh, you know, start well and play well and, and hit his way back to the big leagues. Because I think, you know, he, he runs the bases well, Joe, uh, what he stole 10 bases in 12 attempts last season. So he's got speed. Uh, you know, he's just, he's just got to hit, he's got to hit. And he, you know, he's, he's going to have to show some power and, uh, you know, a decent average. So, you know, you know, that's it, easier said than done, but I think that's what they're, that's what they're waiting on. Uh, he's a, a former hockey player who uh, played shortstop in high school. So, you know, he's got athleticism, you know, he's got uh, a lot of good skill and, and hand-eye coordination. And uh, I just think it, we're, we're anxious to see him make his debut because, you know, we've been hearing enough about him for the last few seasons. Uh, you know, this is a guy who he was the number one prospect, and now he's the number three prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. Does that sort of, you know, factor in or weigh in or, or mess with the guy's, you know, approach maybe as, as he's going? He's like, well, they thought this about me for, for so long, and now they don't think as much. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I think it affects different players differently. You know, guys like uh, Francisco Lindo were kind of obsessed with where he stood on the prospect list, you know, and, you know, was always measuring himself against other other players from other teams. You know, if they got to the big leagues ahead of him, you know, that, that kind of bothered him. That that kind of drove him. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what kind of guy Jones is. I've never really talked to him in depth. I don't know if, you know, the, the rankings bother him at all. But, you know, I'm sure uh, – you know, all he has to do is pick up the phone and, and call 
either, you know, James Harris or, or somebody to, uh, you know, just out find out where he stands or Chris Antonetti or Mike Chernoff. And uh, I mean, they'll, they'll, they're pretty honest with these guys. And, you know, when you have those uh, one-on-one spring training meetings with Tito and, and, and uh, Antonetti and Chernoff, uh, I don't think they pull too many punches, you know, and, and so you know where you stand, uh, you know, at the, when spring, spring training starts and when it ends. So, you know, hopefully, you know, that's enough for uh, Nolan. And, uh, you know, that, that, that gives him the confidence he needs to, uh, you know, have a, you know, just get his career started and, and keep it rolling and, and get to the big leagues. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely be, be keeping an eye on what happens to him in spring training, what happens to him uh, at the start of the minor league season. And as he progresses, you know, maybe we, uh, we, we get a surprise there at some point in May. You know, depending on what happens with these uh, these CBA negotiations, maybe the whole idea of manipulating uh, service time uh, might not even exist anymore by the time we get to the 2022 season. And, you know, that might help us, you know, see Nolan Jones sooner rather than later, uh, because otherwise you might want to uh, the club might want to hold off until at some point in late May to, to, to bring him up. Yeah, definitely, because what uh, the minor league guys can still play now, are, are the 40, everybody on the 40, man, are they, you know, locked out, right? So even if, well, even if there's a minor league season, you, they can't play, right? Let me put it to you this way. Uh, if you go on Major League uh, MLB Pipeline right now and you look at the list of Guardians' 30, top 30 prospects, every player that's on the 40-man roster is a blank avatar with the, with the, <laughs> the gray face. And every other player on that top 30 has a photo of his face, so... Yeah, uh, the the prospects who are on the forty man roster are officially locked out of the yeah. uh, of the facility, which is unfortunate because uh, if jo- if Jones was is out there in Arizona trying to get uh, you know rehab done on his ankle and, and all that, uh, we we hope that that doesn't. And I, I believe that there are provisions uh, in there where if it's something medical, where they're able to get like you yeah. know uh, not not necessarily the the workout facilities, but they're at least able to get guidance about their, their, their health and, and, and um, their, their progress in terms of returning from injury, because, you know, certainly these teams don't want to uh, damage any of their investments in that regard. Yeah. They, they, uh, there's a, there's a part of the, uh, I think basic agree, or, you know, uh, there's, there's a rule that says, you know, if, if a player gets injured while playing a game for his team, you know, and now there's a lockout or uh, the, the, the team can, can't treat them, you know, one-on-one, but they can recommend the people that their players can go to and get treated. So, you know, they still have some, some control over that. Well, as long as he's not getting his physical therapy from a guy in a taco truck, that's, you know, fine <laughs> by me. I, I, I can see the, 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 com- the complete sense in that. All right, Hoinsey, we will be back uh, to wrap things up for the week on Friday with a look at another prospect on the Indians 40-man roster. Uh, And we'll talk to you then on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. 